All right, everybody, we are back for our second episode with the Two-Headed Monsters. We always want to remind you that although we will be providing therapeutic advice and we both are licensed social workers, we want to remind you that this podcast is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed professional. So, we are here today to talk about masked mental health. In the media. In the media. So masked media. Um, so trying to help you understand when it comes to mental health and not allowing it to, not allowing the media to affect your mental health. Um, there are plenty of shows that are out right now that we're going to kind of talk about and relate mental health to. Um, and there are things about mental health that we're going to talk about that you should probably focus in on when you're watching these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to take a look at yourself, um, and then in the process, not allowing the media to influence your mental health and affect your mental health. All right. So let's jump on in. So we have been talking about some of these dating shows. So everybody has been watching Love is Blind. We're all in love with Lauren and Cameron and all of that. Yeah. I mean, they should be. And I might follow Lauren's footsteps, but we don't see. But anyway, but these shows like this, um, like including Married at First Sight, that's another one Mm -hmm. that have changed what dating and marriage and all of that looks like. We see that we enjoy it. But on the back end, are we really thinking about the mental health of the person who is left at the altar or the mental health of the person that I'm actually dating for six weeks? And they act in all types of crazy. And I really don't understand why. So let's start with Love is Blind. Okay. So Love is Blind, as we as right have seen, is on Netflix. Um, I think it's like 10 or 11 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of talks about, follows a few couples. Is it six people mm-hmm. total? Yeah, I think it was six. Six and six. So six guys, six girls. Um, and they're meeting, they don't know, they don't see each other. They only talk through a pod. Um, so in that sense, you don't get to see that person. You don't get a physical connection. You only get an emotional connection, which is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you have literally three or four weeks to get to know them. After you actually meet them. After, and it's total. You have to get married to them. You have 30 days. 30 days to get married. Um, you can't meet until you're actually engaged. The person has to propose. propose. And then you, they stay at an apartment for a couple of weeks. Then you plan out your marriage. They meet your parents, X, Y, and Z. So this particular big name reality show doesn't really show the true emotional connection. Except for the one couple, which I said I love, Lauren and Cameron. Because mm-hmm. they seem very emotionally connected and oh, physically connected. He loves connected. her so much. But there are some couples who their mental health kind of came out during, after the pod, after they removed themselves from the pods. Um, and the one thing that I would say is I noticed there was a particular person, I won't, I won't name, oh, we'll just name them at this point, Jessica, mm-hmm. who focused a lot on age, who focused a lot on drinking to remove herself from what was happening, Yes. who tended to not really pay attention to herself. It was like she was kind of drowning herself out, mm-hmm. um, out of reality. And sometimes when you're watching those shows, you can see yourself in those people. Mm-hmm. 
um, and your mental health can tend to take a, a unfortunate backseat to what's happening. Right. Um, and then you can also re-traumatize yourself. And re-traumatizing basically means something happened to you, yourself. You see it. You hear it. You see it, hear it. It reminds you of yourself and you're re-traumatizing yourself without paying attention to it. You actually feel the same feeling of the trauma that you experience and you cannot understand why. But it's because you're identifying something that you felt before in the past, something that was not a good experience. Which then shows like this love is blind effects because it re-traumatizes you, which means you are now turning the TV off and reliving your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're back into reality, um, your own reality, not a reality TV show. Um, I think you have to, when it comes to this and watching reality TV shows, you have to be able to, especially love is blind to not allow that to show you how love is, how love is. Mm-hmm. um, to not let you see how to respond to love, mm-hmm. um, to not think that that can work for you. Um, to be able to say like, okay, yeah, she's going through it, but that won't be me. Right. Or he's going through that and that won't be me. Um, or just simply say, I am watching this for leisure. None of this has to apply to me. None of this has to change my vision of me, my vision of marriage. I'm simply watching this for leisure, laughter, and just just for that. As a coping skill. As a coping skill. Some self-care. Some shows I watch are genuinely just for self-care. They can be out of control, but it's thoughtless entertainment. Mm-hmm. Also, I think, and then watching, because I myself watched a few episodes, um, I realized that there was, I think they implanted a social worker in there. There was a guy who never ended up marrying anybody. I don't know what his name was, but he was talking to guys on the pod about like how they felt. Hmm. They would cry, um, and he would ask them certain questions. I don't remember his name. I don't think he was on the reunion show either. Um, but in watching that, I saw him tend to like ask some hard questions to some of the men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of forced them to think emotionally, um, to think outside of what they were feeling and figure out like, okay, do you really like this girl? Um, or do you really want to eventually marry this particular person? Um, but use love is blind as a coping skill. Don't use love is blind as a reality skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not your reality. Um, and when it comes to your mental health and you feel like it's um, getting too heavy, turn it off yeah. um, and go to something that may be mindless or thoughtless that may help you laugh and maybe something you enjoy. Like Golden Girls. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't gotten to that. Or a Seinfeld or maybe, Ooh, yeah, you know, that's a good, um, something that make you. Do something that you can be like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to look at this character as myself or I'm not going to have to identify love with this. Mm -hmm. Another one is big is love and hip hop. And I don't know why they even put love in the title Mm -mm. because they don't never show no love. It's always drama. It's always drama. And then what happens is we allow to take that reality TV show and we put it into our reality and then it affects our mental health. So that's why we caught this um, episode masked media, because a lot of times we had the impression that this stuff is real Mm -hmm. and it's really not. So if we are going to take a focus on love is blind Um, prior to recording, we were talking about the show and the point was made that 
these people's lives, futures are on the line until they go to the altar and find out if this person wants to be with you. That level of rejection, I can't even begin to imagine how that feels after I've invested time and emotion mm-hmm. and people are saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. They're having sex. You've met my family. Mm-hmm. And then in front of all these people, you say, nah, I'm good. Like, the like I think about in particular Giannina. Okay. Um, I felt from her she was very immature throughout the process anyway and then it was clear that she had communication and anger issues mm-hmm. without dealing with things like that that stuff spills over into relationships we have to be aware of when we're the toxic person in the relationship so for her once he said you know this is not what i want her whole reaction was a whole reflection of all of her issues she had had the entire season anyway. So in looking at her, I am concerned of her mental health Mm -hmm. after all of this because she knew for sure she was going to be married forever and was going to be able to talk to him crazy Mm -hmm. and yell and scream and all of that because that's just what I'm used to. That's Mm -hmm. just what I know. But sometimes just what you know is not the best thing for you. So in her case, I can imagine the thoughts of rejection, the thoughts of am I not enough, the thoughts of all these different things that come in and then add to the already present mental health concerns. Then it also goes to the fact of it's nearly impossible to get to know someone within a month's time frame and then marry them. Um, and then spend the rest of your life. Now, can you do it? Mm-hmm. Yes, but for the sake of an experiment, it's just unfortunate that they had a they went that route, right? Um, because being married and getting married, and being married and getting married, um, it's not about the ceremony. It's not about um afterwards. It's about getting to know that person and wanting to live with them and spend the rest of your life, even when it's hard. Um, and knowing someone's mental health. In 30 days, is impossible. Impossible. Because um, people show up as the... They try to show up as the best versions exactly. of themselves exactly. early on. So, I'm not going to tell you that, oh, I struggle with depression. Because right now, I don't want you to think I'm just going to be this sad, woe is me mm-hmm. person. So, I'm going to hold on to that until maybe one day it rears this ugly head. And then, that changes your perception. Especially if you don't know much about mental health. Or the big thing, I think, that what happened was a lot of... There were some couples that somebody reminded them of somebody else, mm-hmm. and so they didn't have the physical attraction anymore. Um, and that can happen. And when you're mental health, when you're like, oh, this person did something to me, now you look like them, and now you act like them, and now I got to get married to you? Ooh. Yeah. Now my mental health is even flared up more, which means now I'm going to be irritable because everything you say, I'm going to say something negative to mm-hmm. you. Now I'm going to probably be distant from you. I don't want to be around you as much. Um, but in those shows, it looks good because they're yeah. bit together from like diff- different things put together to make it make it more dramatic. Um, and we don't learn how to escape it and just allow it to just be entertainment. Right. Um, so the one couple, the the one black couple, <laughs> I can't remember the young man's name. I don't know. That. I don't know his name either. Because they didn't last long on oh, there. No. But. Immediately in seeing their initial 
reaction encounter. to each other. They're, yeah, let's say encounter. <laughs> it was obvious that they both were taken back because this is really what they did not. They ain't want this. They didn't want it. They ain't signed up for that. <laughs> they did not. But they like, okay, this is a free trip, so let's take it. Of course. His response to her after he... Okay, so for people that have not watched it, um, spoiler alert. <laughs> this young man talked about how he has struggled with his sexuality and that he identifies as a bisexual man and that he has a hard time sharing that. So he did not share that in the pods. He waited until they were on this paid vacation to let sis... Oh, and engaged. To let sis know... I have had, and the way he said it, I have had relations with men in the past or the same sex, something like that. Mm -hmm. Basically a roundabout way of saying I identify as a bisexual man. Mm -hmm. His reaction to just telling her, him screaming, crying, throwing stuff, it, it was like, sir, have you really made the decision that bisexual is what you are? Also, he was, he called her out of her name in a process of trying to explain to her how he felt. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of went south after that for her. Mm-hmm. I think as men, we tend to have, I don't want to say I related to him at all. Uh, no one <laughs> think that I didn't relate to him at all. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Because <laughs> um, I think what I noticed though is that as men, we tend to not know how to talk mm-hmm. about our emotions in a appropriate manner, in an appropriate time frame. And we tend to wait till there's something happening to talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I realized is that he kind of generalized a lot. Where it's like, well, no one else has had issues no with one me saying Yeah. Um, if that were the case, though, you would have been upfront about it. Correct. If no one else have had it, has had an issue correct. with it. And that's another thing. <laughs> like, we always generalize and say, mm-hmm. well, nobody else care. Well, yep. maybe this person cares enough to actually point it out or yes. say something. So when it came to when it came to looking at that care, I can't even think of his name also. I don't know if it was C or whatever it was. But to think about him in his sense of generalizing how he felt and saying that this is how he feels and no one else has done this and almost like blaming her for her reaction goes back to that mental health and looking at TV and bla- you look at them like, oh, that's cool because I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you I'm, ha- just, like I'm just like that. You have to make sure when you're dealing with something that you don't want nobody else to know about, that you don't generalize it, mm-hmm. that you're not saying that everybody else is okay with it. So you got to be okay with it. So prime example is you may be depressed. Everybody ain't got to understand you depressed. Right. Everybody don't got to feel your depression. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't got to be okay with your depression. But you got to be able to talk about, okay, I am feeling this way. So however you take it, that's on you. If you need to remove yourself from my life, if you need to take a break while I'm going through this, allow people to deal with what you're dealing with in their own way. And that people are allowed to make choices. People are allowed to make their own decisions on how they want to um, deal with your mental health mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's okay. But the thing is when we haven't dealt with it ourselves, it's more difficult to process somebody else not wanting to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because at some point you have to say, I am a person with depression. Mm-hmm. I am a person with anxiety. I am a person with anger issues. Mm-hmm. I am a person with this. So now that you identified it, you should be held accountable. Like, how do you want to deal with it now? Like, Nobody else has to deal with your issues. No one. No one. Not a soul. soul. But you do. 
because you're with yourself 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You might as well get to know yourself. Please get to know yourself. Because if you don't get to know yourself, ain't nobody else going to be able to tell you who you are and what you're about. Um, So the mental health, let's say, of impact from the young lady that the bisexual guy had gotten engaged to. One, she was called out of her name on national television. Not only that, there were already people on social media dragging her for her hair. (laughs) Dragging her for her hair. And then he goes in on it Mm -hmm. in the midst of an argument. Mm -hmm. So then she has to look back. If you guys watch the reunion, some people had a hard time looking back at pieces of the show because it showed them themselves. So you can only imagine, like, so I've gotten engaged to this man. He tells me he's bisexual. Then he calls me out my name. Then he talks about my weave. Not only that, I got to get on social media and deal with social media bullies that's basically calling me homophobic because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be with him and talking about my wig Mm -hmm. and just talking about me as a person. If a confident person, if she's not a confident person, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's going to play into mental health. I got to say, when we say mental health, I don't want everybody to get the idea of a mental patient. No. Or somebody that's in a straitjacket. No. These are honestly things of what I feel and think about me. And I also want people to understand that mental health has always been around. Yes. It's not like this new phenomenon that all of a sudden we like, oh my God, mental health. Everybody has always had a brain. Mm-hmm. Everybody. We just deal with how we deal with our issues in different manners. Mm -hmm. And I think now that we're talking about mental health and we're open to understanding it, that we have to pay attention to how we talk to people Mm -hmm. and say things to people. Because for that, for you to go on to a show and put yourself out there and then not think, you know, you're not thinking like, oh, it's going to be, this is what's going to happen. Everybody's going to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now everybody's watching it. And now you're looked at as the bad guy. Because of whatever your response was. Yeah. Um, we have to pay more attention to our social media responses to people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to the reality TV. We love talking and responding to comments to people that we do not know nothing about. Yeah. Um, that affects our mental health. Because then that means, it's, why are we so... Why are we paying attention to people that have nothing to do with our lives? That Why do we care about somebody else's business so much? Um, and so the show for me was entertainment. Mm-hmm. And being a therapist, it was good to like try to pick people and look at people yeah. and say like, oh, okay, I see that or I see this. But outside of that, I use it as just entertainment. Um, it didn't affect my mental health because I literally, once the show was turned off, I was done. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I, you know, I looked at stuff. I play, replayed a few things over. Oh, over, <laughs> over. <laughs> but it, I took it at face value because it's a show. It's a TV show. It's there for my entertainment purposes. I didn't go on nobody's social media and comment like, oh, I, I love Jaw. Um, I let it be what it was, just a TV show. Now, um, I must confess, I did go follow Lauren <laughs> because her journey is just amazing. But for for even that couple, that because they're the it couple. Everybody yes. is so all about, that's the it couple. Disclaimer, it plays pe- black women, please. I love y'all. I'm black, a black male. Please don't do this whole share this meme like relationship goes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm please. a black woman. Listen. And it's a struggle on the black side. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't go relationship. Anywho. So. Ke- but Cameron, my homie, though. He, he busts out that rap for mom. And Listen, it, I was, it was not ready. It was that Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> 
But <laughs> it was smooth. It was smooth. He had that little John B feel with the Marky Ooh, Mark. Oh, definitely John B. So he had that kind of, and I and I think I just want us to get to <laughs> black women. If y'all listening, <laughs> it's not. If you do find one, that's cool. I respect it. Just don't make it seem that because she found it that you have to find it. Ooh, see, I think we're gonna have to talk about this in a later episode because it's not. Ugh, I don't even want to jump on my high cool. horse with it <laughs> because it ain't even. We're not even talking about that. No, so, anywho, we'll go back. so in thinking about the it couple, one thing that Lauren had a concern about was that I'm a black woman that's like black lives. Like I'm all about black people. How do what? How will that shift for me in a relationship with a white man? We may not understand how that plays into our thoughts and our mental, mm-hmm. but it does. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that they are the it couple. Mm-hmm. So now they're so like they are always being interviewed. They're all over the Internet. Mm-hmm. They are like these people. You go from being an everyday person to being like the it couple. Mm-hmm. You have to present a persona of perfectionism. And if they fail, who? if they fail. But the thing is. I hope they don't. Let me say that. Let me say that a lot. I don't want to be pessimistic and think that they're going to fail. But if they do, it's going to be tough on them. Yep. Because a lot of people are going to say, I told you so. Yes. Um, It never was going to work. Um, And it goes back to almost her dad. And watching how her dad was like, I'm I'm pro-black. I'm this. I'm Mm -hmm. that. And him allowing Cameron to be in her life. um, I think it, it, that can affect when you, when something happens that, you don't want to happen. Like you don't want to break up or you feel like you have to stay married because mm-hmm. everybody wants us to stay married. Yeah. Um, that can impact, that can impact their mental health and being on TV consistently. Consistently like, can impact the relationship so much because yeah, we started on social media, but how do we have time to really get our relationship together or even our personal selves together when we're always traveling mm-hmm. or behind a camera? And that's difficult. Mm-hmm. But so many of us glorify those lives that we see on media Mm -hmm. without knowing the things that are occurring behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So many celebrities will commit suicide Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, my God, I'd have never guessed. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have. Or in things like that, it's those people who openly admit that they have. So what's her name? Summer Walker. Mm -hmm. Social anxiety. When she talks about her social anxiety and people go, well, ain't no way you had social anxiety when you was a stripper. How do you uh, equate the two? So you're telling me that everybody that strips got to be the most confident person in the world. Who knows what she was taking to help her cope through that? Because we do know that alcohol does help. Yes. So we can't judge that. But we see the persona of who she is. We see her money. We see all of that. And we're like, well, how can she have social anxiety? Mm -hmm. She can. Or let's use the most... I always use this example. Robin Williams. Yes. Who, as we grew up as kids watching Robin Williams. Funny guy. We laughed at all his jokes. We laughed at him. And then he just one day decided to take his life. Because he couldn't deal with it no more. Mm -hmm. And we look at happy people as the most confident. Yes. And we look at happy people as the people who like to make other people laugh. And they they enjoy life. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've seen memes of people smiling and then it says, like, they're no longer here. Yeah. And we tend to, we don't look at depression 
or suicide as something that has a face to it. Yes. We, we, okay, let me say this. We look at it like it's supposed to have a face to it. Like, oh, I know he depressed. Because, I know he depressed. Because he... If he was to kill himself, oh, I know. Oh, I know. But you don't. You don't. And we, you got to stop looking at depression and anxiety as a face or something that looks like something. You don't. You can't. Mental health doesn't have anything. It's mental. You don't see mental. Exactly. Um, You only get to see what I show you. And you get to see what I want want you to know about. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, We have to stop personifying people and hope, hide them to such like interest in a high standard when we don't know what they're going through. And we have absolutely no idea. So then when we look at media, we then internalize certain things like, okay, if I do this, then I'll be like this. And if I do this, then I'll do this. Like the whole plastic surgery phenomenon i'm so over it and uh, that's just me personally because i don't need plastic surgery but anywho i said <laughs> listen i'm still trying to figure out why i'm a social worker not a cosmetic surgeon <laughs> exactly but but in saying but in saying that it's like you have to really be in a good mental space mm-hmm. to get anything done to your body that's permanent mm-hmm. or at least semi-permanent mm-hmm. because if you don't have that self-confidence not a booty not a breast not a new nose not a nothing is going to help you if anything it may magnify the lack of esteem that you already have for yourself mm-hmm. so you got to be in a good place enough to really say with or without this i still love me i'm still good and i think that's why we Call this one mass reality because if you can't take off your mask and say, I love me, I am enough, then there's something that you have to look at. And there's something that you, that maybe you need to seek a professional to talk about what that thing is. But when you feel like you are looking at social, you're looking at social media or you're looking at reality TV as your escape for yourself, that becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. That becomes the concern with your mental health, where you're like, I don't want, I want to look like her on the TV. I want her nose, I want her lips, I want, or as a guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, because I, I don't know why we don't talk about guys, right? And they get it too. Because men look at other men as much as we were like, that's not, we not gay. You look at another dude who you really want a six pack, and you're mm-hmm. like, I gotta have that six pack, and now I gotta go to the doctor because only girls want six pack. Yeah, I don't have one, just so everybody know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Outside of that, like men look at other men and be like, "Well, that's what she wants, so yeah. I gotta look like that." Mm-hmm. Um, or she like him, so uh, and men go through those things where they go through personal body issues, but we don't talk about it for some strange reason because men don't think that's too gay or that's too soft. But I guarantee you, some of y'all dudes looking at camera like, "How he pull her? How he pull her? How he get her? Man, I'm about to rap too. <laughs> Man, I'm about to get a job. Man, I'm about to. Don't worry about how he got her. Just be you. Be you." And that's the biggest piece. So, in us talking about love is blind, of course, we use it because it's the hot topic right now. And that's just it. But in looking at media, we have to reiterate how we have to use media as a a positive thing. Mm -hmm. We have to use it as a leisure thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that we're dependent on. Mm -hmm. Because if you become dependent on that media, that plays into you so much. So, Cecil, how would you tell people to deal with media, TV, all of that? Because we live in that type of society. I think when when it comes to media... We ha- it has a it's I call it I always call it a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. 
where it has its entertainment value. It has an ability to reach other people with it. But when you are dealing with your own stuff, which I mean, like when you're dealing with your own personal issues, maybe it be trauma from a child, childhood trauma, maybe some happening at work um, with your relationship. Allow the media to help you through that process to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So let me say that um, where it helps you to find a counselor or a therapist, where it helps you get to a find a Facebook group that may be focused on mental health mm-hmm. and you can just be who you want to talk about. Don't allow media to take over your life and make you who you are. It should not make you. It should not be allow you to become the person you don't want to be. Let it entertain you. Mm-hmm. Let it strengthen whatever you have currently and let it help you in small areas of your life that may benefit you. I would say those are my three. That would be my three takeaways for when it comes to media. Don't allow it to make you. Yes. Allow it to help you and don't allow it to distract you. Yes, that was going to be my thing. Don't allow it to distract you. So don't make it a distraction. Because if you find yourself always scrolling, always on the internet, always posting, all of that, it can become a distraction from dealing with your real stuff. Or you let stuff go by the wayside because you're so engulfed in media. Mm. We have to know that, yes, we live in this society where media runs everything. It's so sad because family members don't know about the passing of their their family members on Facebook and the trauma that that even imposes. And we don't even think about it. We don't think anything about it because we just feel like we should just post it. Or I want to be the one to say RIP, or I want to be the one that showed that we were so close and all of that. And then this is a a loss. Or so, I comment, what happened? What ha- Oh, what happened? That is so rude. So rude. Let me tell y'all that. That is so <laughs> rude to ask what happened to somebody that is deceased? That is, that's not your business, to be honest. Even further, like posting things like, I'm just so tired of this. And then your next status is, I just, I can't handle this stuff no more. And then your next status is, man, I know nobody would miss me anyway. People all under the stats, call me, call me, bro, do blah, 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 blah. And you ghosting everybody. And then you ghosting everybody. So everybody's concerned. Everybody got this high level of anxiety only for you to post a picture tomorrow like you chilling. Like you cannot raise high alert for people on media because that impacts people. Like I got to keep saying mental health is not just the the labels that we are talking about. Everything that we take into our ears and to our eyes impacts mm-hmm. us as a whole person. And we have to be aware of that. Also with media, we didn't talk about it, but music Oof, yeah. is major. We didn't talk about music as the mass media. But music nowadays looks talks about, especially for teenagers, mm-hmm. talks a lot about like being depressed. And, and smoking this, weed, yeah, or taking this drug for it to help you with this. Or this bottle to the like, face, like everything is so illicit. Drugs make you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like literally, that's the. If you listen to any song that's focused on teenagers, it's focused on taking, smoking, popping pills, 
drinking lean, anything to help you feel like you're not feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And we're not, and that's if you got kids or if you got nephews, if you got little cousins, you need to talk to them about the music they're listening to mm-hmm. because their minds are fragile. Their minds are still developing. They are still developing. So they don't really know what they're listening to. Even some adults don't know what they listen to. I was going to say, like we saying the teenagers, but some adults listen to it and they like, well, let me try it. Let um, me see. So we got to get to a point where we understand the music we're listening to. It's okay. No, I'm going to say this. Don't shuffle Beyonce and Young Jeezy with Kirk Franklin. Don't do that. Don't shuffle that. Don't. Sometimes it's an accident. Don't shuffle that. <laughs> Pick one. Pick your lane. It's okay to listen to some R&B and some gospel. Don't put no Young Jeezy in there with your God. Is an awesome guy. And then he trapping. You going from praise is what I do to <laughs> Lord, I don't even know. I don't know this new music. So you need to just find out what helps you balance yourself. Because sometimes you may need to drive to work and trap out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may need to drive from work and listen to God. Because you almost trapped out at work. Or you drive to work in silence. Because silence, as much as it scares us. That. It's golden. Silence is needed from time to time. Just complete nothingness. That's okay, too. Because sometimes we don't know. It's okay to roll your windows down and listen to outside. Because mm. we don't know. We're not in tune. We, so, we got to stay busy and distracted so much that we don't focus in on what's happening around us. Right. So it's okay to roll your windows down. It's okay to put your phone down. <sighs> listen, I... You leave it on if you leave it on charge, it's gonna charge. It's gonna charge. And then for us with those those watches, put that baby on silent. Because that takes us away and the media, media is right mm-hmm. there in our hands. Like literally, some of us are so addicted to the the events that are happening in our city. Mm-hmm. So we wake up and automatically we on thirteen ABC or we're on <laughs> WTOL mm-hmm. because it just feeds us. It feeds the intensity mm-hmm. of how we feel and we're not understanding how it's affecting us overall. We gotta take a look at ourselves and what we're feeding ourselves and not just food. Mm. Um spiritually, emotionally Physically, because we always forget about physical health. Yeah. And that affects your mental health. So if you just sit on the couch eating all day, <laughs> your mental health going to feel like how you eating. Mm-hmm. But you got to get up and move around. You got to get up and go outside. Now that it's getting warmer outside, step outside on the porch and stretch it. You know, stretch your arms. Stretch. Let the, you know, <laughs> stretch it out. Because uh, now you can open windows. It's supposed to be warm. Going, we're going into spring. So it's time to get out and spring up. You know, pick yourself up. Say, like, let me go walk around the block. Or let me go hop in my car, roll my windows down, not turn the radio not on. Not turn the radio on. Put my cell phone in the glove compartment and just drive and just, like, take in what's happening. And focus on the now. Like, don't focus on what's about to happen tomorrow or what's happened yesterday or what happened before you got in the car. Mm-hmm. Focus on, like, just keep your focus on that moment. Because we're removing ourselves from the moment when we watch social media. Uh, I'm sorry, when we watch reality TV, when we scroll through social media, when we listen to music, we, we're we not in the moment. We're not living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Live in the moment. And it's okay. And that's that's mindfulness. Mindfulness is being aware of what's going on right now, being present, being present. And that's that's good. And that's necessary. We have to pay attention to what we're watching and listening to. <laughs> all in all... We're not saying that social media is a bad thing. No. 
We're not saying music is horrible. We're not saying any of that. What we're saying is be conscious of how you're using these outlets. Mm -hmm. Be careful of what you're posting. Mm -hmm. Be careful of who you're following. Mm -hmm. Be careful of the images that you start to see or that you start to screenshot and that you keep looking back at because it makes you want to be that. Or these relationship goals things. Everybody's relationship isn't what it appears. Not for social media. Not for social media. If you haven't, I've seen a lot of articles I've read. If you're in a good relationship, more than likely, nine times out of ten, you're not posting about it. Mm-mm. If you're happy with the person you with, you make a few, few posts here and there, but you're not really, you're not living your life on social media mm-hmm. because you're living with your, you're in your relationship with the other person mm-hmm. and enjoying the moments you can make with them. We got to get out of the fact of wanting to be someone we're not. Yes. And wanting to be the person we're seeing in reality TV, the music we're listening to. Um, we got to stop trying to live, live through them vicariously. Like, oh, because Cameron and Lauren together, I want to live through Cameron. Mm-hmm. I want to live through Lauren. Like, I want to do what she's doing. I Let me go get her. my hair done like, like her. Like Let me go to the gym and lose all the weight so nah. I could be slim like her. Yeah. No. Be the best version of you. Nobody else in this. That's that's your superpower. Mm-hmm. You're you. No one else can be you. No one else can. They can look like you. They can sound like you. They are. Oh, you look like your mama. But your mama is not you. And that's the best part of who you are. And if people don't tell you that, I think that you forget that. Mm-hmm. Or we don't even know that. So in knowing that my superpower is being me. Is amazing mm-hmm. when using social media as an outlet. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, wash your face, get the crust out your eyes, mm-hmm. and look in the mirror and say, like, I really like me. Mm-hmm. I really like who I am. I really like who I'm becoming. I'm better than yeah. I was yesterday. Yes. Um, I woke I woke up better than I was yesterday. And that's good to affirm that, though, because you got to affirm that I'm growing. Mm-hmm. A person that I'm becoming, like all of this. But the person that you are becoming does not have to be broadcasted on social media. Just like when you're about to leave Facebook, you're saying, oh, I'm about to take a Facebook break. No, no one, one cares. cares. <laughs> that's that meme. No one cares. <laughs> Just leave. Just leave. Hit the deactivate. Or take your break. Nobody got to... You don't have to tell somebody, like, I'm going to take a 30-day break from Facebook. Peace out. Call me or text me. <laughs> they don't call or text you. Even if you had a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, this just going to happen. But we have to get to a point where we're not living for other people. Mm-hmm. Where we're not looking at success as big. It's okay to look at success as small. Like, I got a job that I really wanted. Boom. Yeah. That's success. That's it. I accomplished that. Not that now I'm about to be, I got to go to Dr. Miami to get my butt done, (laughs) take this trip to Miami and come back, and now I'm successful. Like, no. No. That does not mean that at all. You just have to look at yourself. If you're not happy with yourself, talk to somebody about it. Mm -hmm. Talk Talk it out to why you're not happy about yourself. And be okay with saying, I'm not happy with myself right now. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of stuff can be... It was invested in you in your childhood Mm -hmm. that maybe you're dark skinned and they always talk about you for being dark skinned. So now here you are, a 40 year old dark skinned woman and can't understand why you can't stand light skinned women because everybody always told you dark skin is bad. So you don't like the other people. Mm -hmm. Colorism in our own race. 
So that happens. Or if somebody tells you get rejected, like these shows, you get rejected. That plays into the rest of your mm-hmm. your life. If you don't address how did that make me feel in the moment and what do I do with it now, then it'll just keep happening. Fear of rejection causes a lot of people to not want to be who they are. Amen. And the unfortunate thing is fear of re- being rejected is okay. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just teaching you what do you need to learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I was rejected. Okay, maybe that person, maybe that person's not right for me. Or maybe I need to do something differently. Like, let me check a look at myself. Yes. And say, like, okay, what did I do? What did, what did I do? Right? Mm-hmm. Use the I statement. What did I do? Because it's not her. It's not him. What did I do? Because mm-hmm. uh, we tend to get to a point where we're always saying somebody else is doing something to me. It's their fault. Yep. They don't like me. Uh, or they think this about me. And, they, and you don't even know. But if from this and us talking about social media and us talking media <laughs> and in us talking about esteem and how all of that affects you, if any of this um, resonated with you and you feel like, you know what, maybe I do spend a lot of time on social media or maybe I do compare myself to people a lot or maybe I really don't like me. It's so many resources out there to start the process of liking you. Mm-hmm. It's so many. And of course, we're therapists. So, of course, we would say Go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Talk to a therapist about it because you may not be comfortable enough to tell your sister, I can't stand looking at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. because she's going to try to give you that hurrah, hurrah. No, you beautiful. No, you're this. <laughs> but sometimes you need to know why I don't like looking at myself in the mirror. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Other resources. It's quotes. It's a lot of quotes that make you feel empowered. Mm-hmm. I am affirmations is something mm-hmm. that you can do. You have to sometimes <coughs> affirm it until you see it, mm-hmm. which is okay. And affirmations is literally just telling you things about yourself that you are where you at in the moment. Mm-hmm. I am this. Mm-hmm. And it's that's that's it. It's just a, it's affirming you. There's apps that every day can show up on your screen if you're on your phone. And you look at your screen and say, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You are enough you are talented you are creative whatever you need to do to help you find an app um find get a journal if you like writing oh yeah journaling and write you know just write affirmations down so every time you need to open that journal you can just go right to that and see exactly what you need to see and if social media and media as a whole is overtaking all of that take a break from it it's okay. Declutter your social media because sometimes we got to get rid of some of those old friends because at some point you get tired of the sad stories or the everybody else's drama and it's okay to remove them from your news feed. It really is. So, that's what I would say. That's all I got today. That's, that's all we got on today. So, thanks for tuning in again with us. You should be listening to us in the next week again. Of Let's, course. As long as Cecil holds me accountable, because <laughs> I'm a mess. Listen, we go, we go. Make sure we we stay on top of these podcasts. Um, if you have ideas, if you have suggestions, um, let us know. Um, if you're hearing this and you're like, "Oh, I really want to try to talk about this," reach out to us and let us know. And we hope you have a great week. Bye bye.